going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down, episode number 48.1, and we're continuing our playthrough of Shin Megami Tensei Persona 4, uh, particularly the golden version of Persona 4. Uh, and uh, returning, we have uh, Sophie Halliday. Hello. And Matthew Quinn. Hello. So, yeah, um, we're getting... I would say we're getting somewhat deep into Persona 4 at this point. Uh, yeah, we're farther than I've ever been in my first playthrough. Yeah, I, I, I would say at, the, at at where we're about to start, I, we were probably, what, 20 hours in, I'd say? Maybe a little bit more? Or maybe a little bit less? I'm not certain. Uh, where I am right now, I'm in the next dungeon that we're not talking about. I'm about halfway through that dungeon, and I'm about 30 hours in, I think. Yeah, me too. No, so. no I'm I'm still... I have done that, and I am still under 25 hours, I think. Holy shit. I think Hurry I'm at quick. about 28 or 29 hours. I just, like, I have to grind in this. I guess we can oh, talk about that too. a little bit. We have to talk about that a little bit, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't, like, it's weird because it feels like you're kind of gated in how you progress in this game. But at the same time, you can put a lot more hours into it just by taking an entire day to grind. Um, but at the same time, even though you finish a dungeon, you can't really move on because you have yeah. to wait for the days to go by. And um, so it, it feels like there, it, it feels like you're not gated in a progression, but then ultimately you are. Yeah, we can talk about that. I find that really... I'm starting to find that really restrictive, to be honest. Or, or frustrating, I think. Okay. Well, we can most certainly talk about it. Um, but yeah, the last, uh, last dungeon we did was Kanji's dungeon. Uh, we uh, rescued him. And um, he obtained his uh, the power of his persona. Uh, and... Um, Going into this next dungeon, I just want to ask everybody, what's your party consist of? Uh, Sophie, what's yours? Um, well, up, up to this point, at least, I've been pretty consistent with my party, and I kept it as it was. So I'm just sticking with um, Yusuke and Yukiko and uh -huh. she. Yep, I'm, I'm, I'm staying with the base four. I don't plan to use anybody else this whole game. Really? Yep. Oh, I, I've, 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 I, I will. In the next episode, I'll be dumping people and mm. changing up a bit. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I was pretty settled for like on this party. I kind of, like we were discussing before. Obviously, we played it a little differently with you. You said you'd kind of taken all control of all your party members, and um, I was quite happy with the way it'd been playing. With uh, I'd have Yukiko as my healer, and um, Chi as my kind of full on offensive weapon and Yusuke is just a kind of do what you will kind of character and that's served me pretty well yeah I um I changed it up here um I uh removed Chie from the party and put uh Kanji in there and uh Kanji is kind of like my tank uh he has the most hit points out of the entire group uh he doesn't have much as far as magical stuff goes um, the magic stuff is basically um, Yukiko and um, and Yosuke. Uh, Yosuke to me, it, it, like both Yosuke and uh, Yukiko, almost never run out of mana. 
or yeah. SP or whatever. And that, that's what I like about it because I have my two magic users and then I have my tank and then me is kind of like, I try to use my character as like a striker. Um, and it, it so far it's worked out pretty, pretty well. Uh, the only thing is, is like once you, once you remove somebody, then you have to worry about that element that you removed from your party. I, more than that though, I found the, the leveling. Oh yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. Like if you remove somebody from your party, <laughs> they're never going to level again. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's, it's kind of old school in that manner. And I really don't like it that way. Me either. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it, yeah, that's another, th- that was kind of the, one of the reasons why I, at least initially I didn't kind of, cause I wasn't kind of into after, after the, the kanji dungeon, I kind of wanted to kind of, oh, let's crack on and let's get to the next bit of the story. Let's get to the next dungeon. So I didn't kind of s- spend too much time going back into the dungeon and practicing. Like I went back to do the optional boss, but I didn't, I didn't really feel like I wanted to go back just purely to level a character, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. just so I could potentially add them to my party down the line. You know, I feel like if I had a pressing need to level my own character, then that would be something that would be a reason for me to go back and, and do some grinding. But having to be forced to go back and level someone else for the fact that I may or may not want to use them, I was like, oh, no. That sounds yeah. like too much hassle. It, it, it actually turns out to be, which means now that I'm two dungeons into uh, this game with Kanji, uh, I will probably never add Chie again. Which yeah. kind of sucks um, because now she's like level 22 and I'm already in my mid-30s. She's now useless to me. And I find – yeah, and I, I think that's kind of – I think it's really restrictive – I kind of get what you're saying about it being old school and I guess it does force you to plan out your strategy meticulously but it also kind of doesn't really help you prepare for the for the, you, you know like if you're going into something new and you think all oh, right I might need this that, and the other you can't adapt on the fly like you say because you're going to be prepared to lose some sort of element significantly right or have it significantly weakened yeah it doesn't really let you adapt on the fly unless you obviously then start fusing personas and carrying over abilities and and that kind of thing but even that will force you to change the way your character then plays if you're trying to do that to plug a hole that you've lost by subbing a different party member out Mm -hmm. that's that's basically what I've been doing, though, is like when, when I yeah. decided to remove Chie, okay, I don't have ice attacks anymore. So I need to make sure I have a well-rounded roster of personas on my main character. And when it comes to it, switch that persona out in battle, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's basically how I have to play the game now, uh, which I'm fine with that because I have actually gotten pretty deep into the whole fusing personal stuff. Yeah, me too. I kind of feel like you have to. If you want to succeed later on in that game, you're going to have to make some really strong personas because you can't rely on just leveling them up. And there's personas like the personas you get from like the shuffle time in the second dungeon, they eventually just kind of bottom out. 
Oh, yeah. And you can't really hang on to that many anyway until you level up more, right? So yeah. I'm constantly just, I end up just fusing lower level ones to get like a slightly higher level one that I can then fuse with one that I've ranked up to make something even higher, if that makes sense. So yeah. it's just kind of a constant improvement. Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm curious when you said you got really into it, Drew, because I feel like I feel like I don't have a choice. You can't really not do it, and you can't really delve into that aside from anything else because you can only make them up to a certain level. Yeah. And so it's not like I can keep fusing until I get a level 99 or something, and then you know, and then progress. You kind of just have to do it as you go. That's that's basically what I've been doing. Is like every time I would uh, do part of a dungeon or do a dungeon, I would then. Every time shuffle time comes up, I always usually grab a persona, yeah. um, and that's that's what I usually do. Yeah, I will do if there's a good one in there, but sometimes if there's a lower one, I just won't bother because other things will be more appealing to me at the time. But I do think that that's the one thing where I suppose with leveling a persona, like the social link kind of bonuses you get become more important i guess to creating higher level because like you say matt you have the cap don't you of like oh you can't fuse a persona past level 30 but if you fuse one at level 29 and you have like the plus four social rank bonus or whatever you can immediately level it up to 31 or 32 so that's kind of helped a little just for a completely arbitrary example so that's kind of helped a little bit but that's that's like Kind of what I've gotten into was that I've maxed out some of my social links already, and I'm looking specifically for personas of that arcana. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's pretty rewarding, you yeah. know, when you get a persona that's starts off at your level and then is like seven levels higher. Because I kind of feel like leveling up, actually leveling up a persona in battle is just a waste of time. Only because by the time I finished, say, like Kanji's dungeon and moved on to the next dungeon, the level of my character is like far surpassed the level of whatever persona I'm using if I was just using it without fusing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because I've long had to discard kind of my favorite personas from earlier in the game because they weren't powerful enough anymore. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's weird how that, how that stuff handles because your level really only affects how much hit points and magic points you have or SP you have. Yeah. Uh, and your personas that you have equipped are actually your stats, what your defense is, what your attack bonuses are, stuff like that. And um, it's this weird balance that you have to go through that can be quite daunting if you're not actually paying attention. Um, and on top of that, you got to worry about weaknesses and strengths and you know what what you can nullify which comes into play in a lot of boss battles and stuff like that yep yeah i i have a new favorite uh card that comes up in the in the card shuffle which is there's an ability up card have you seen that yeah yeah that, that basically takes like a like an electric attack and it makes it a mid-level electric attack or a multi-electric attack so not not just the ones that raise your persona like luck up plus one or yeah, you but the one that actually evolves an ability that's yeah. hands down my favorite card. I'll always pick that first. You can get the level up as well, can't you? Like which instantly? Yeah, that's ranks the emperor. Up. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's always nice too. And then, you know, you, your, your party members, they don't level up themselves, just their personas level up. Yeah. Um, which makes it a lot easier, you know? Um, but yeah, uh, let's, I guess, get into a little bit of the story here. Uh, after Kanji recovers, um, uh, during this time, we can work on social links and stuff like that. Uh, we start trying to figure out, all right, who did this stuff? Kanji obviously doesn't remember who threw him into the, the television. Um, at the same time, we're hearing rumors that, um, we, which we saw her at the beginning of the game. Uh, she was on a television commercial. Uh, people, some people call her Rosette. Uh, but then some people, I think that's like her stage name is Rosette. Uh, but it's a uh, Rise, mm-hmm. and she is like a television idol, as they call them. Uh, it's uh, the, I, I, that is kind of like part of Japanese culture. Uh, they have these uh, like pop idols and stuff like that, and uh, have like giant followings. It, it, it kind of reminds me a bit of like how back in the, like the nineteen sixties, those cr- the g- women went crazy over the Beatles and stuff like that. I thought yeah, you were going to say like Britney Spears in I, the 90s, true. Oh, it, it could be that. I don't know. I, I mean, I, did they do that? I guess the boy bands, the boy bands kind of had yeah. that a little bit. Yeah. Um, That stuff kind of died out in the United States now, you know? Um, I don't know. We got One Direction oh, and Bieber, right? Yeah, Bieber, Bieber Fever. Do they? I mean, but is that still around even? Yeah. Is it? It is. Okay. See, I'm, I'm old. I don't pay attention to this stuff anymore. Um, but well, he's yeah, still around, so I'm assuming. Oh, well, that's true. But I think he's like the crazy fans are still around. Does he still make music though? Have you been living in a dark hole for a few <laughs> months? Justin Bieber still makes music. Yeah, he's had a few popular hit songs on the airwaves recently. I have not even I have of noticed, and I don't even listen to the radio. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't I don't even pay attention. They're pretty catchy. They're I, I thought I thought he had already got out of music and everything. <laughs> I thought he was just there and you made and made money. Because You're that's that's what you. people do now. I'm they sorry just to break break it to you, but Bieber is still very much active in the music scene. I did not know that. Um. So yeah, she's. I I, I don't get that she's a pop sensation. They never actually mentioned that she's a singer. Um, I kind of wonder if she's supposed to be like a Miley Cyrus, Hannah Montana type. Maybe that's a better comparison. Yeah. At the same time, it's like, I mean, I will, I'll just go ahead and say it's kind of like a sex symbol. Yeah. Um, There's a weird objectification thing there as well, which, yeah. Which, makes me a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> it also dives into a little bit more when it goes to, when it comes to her being kidnapped, uh, and we go into her whole uh, her whole nightmare or whatever. But yeah, she um, she does a lot of television commercials and stuff like that, and people know her in Japan. Um, and she is originally from Inaba, and uh, she decides to return to Inaba. To both go to school and as well as kind of just get away from the limelight a little bit. 
Um, and with the rumors and all that stuff, we, everybody wants to go see her and, and, you know, everybody wants to meet her and get her autograph and all this other stuff. So, so uh, do you think that these murders made their way out to the big city or where that she was from? Was she aware that there were two murders? She must be, right? I, I'm pretty sure that's kind of like this weird national news thing that's going on. Everybody's like, oh, the sleepy town of Inaba has been struck with these murders and kidnappings and nobody knows what's going on. The detectives can't figure it out. and It's crazy. I think. I don't think it's just local news talking about this stuff. Yeah, I think you're right. Because it, it, it's it's hit people who who were predominant in the country, people who were well known yeah. in the country. You know, I had that that singer, she got killed, and she was married to some type of announcer guy or something. So I mean, it's 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 kind of like national news. I think they're talking about this. So I'm pretty sure she knows about it, but she still goes back to Enaba because her parents or her grandmother. Runs a tofu shop there. Yep. So she goes and helps out the tofu shop. Yep. As you do when yeah. you're super duper mega famous pop idol. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's also 15 years old, which is kind of when I was like, eh, I don't know about this. You know, like I said, Japan's a different place. They, they they have a different culture, um, a culture I may never understand, but sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, we're still thinking uh, that the person who is kidnapping people and throwing them into the television is targeting people who have been on television recently. Which you know, uh, everybody who who's been on television has been thrown to the te- te- into the TV world. So Kanji was on there for an interview, um, as was Yukiko, as was the, the you know the big controversy with the whole scandal. So everybody who's mm-hmm. been thrown on tel- in, into the television world has made an appearance on television at one time or another. Gang is pretty confident in their uh, theory at this point. I think, right? Yeah. And so there's the assumption that, hey, Rize may be next. We need to, you know, just kind of do a stakeout. Just watch, watch, you know, watch her for a little while and see, see if anybody's trying to target her because obviously she's been on television. Everybody knows it. And now she's in Inaba where people are getting kidnapped and thrown into the television world. So we decide to do a stakeout and we have this whole big, this whole big thing where uh, Adachi is like chasing down. We we see a guy who's who's watching her, and <laughs> we chase him down, and he's gonna jump in front of like a bunch of cars, and then we tackle him, and uh, it's, it's ridiculous. And kind of find he's just a weird paparazzi guy. Um, and we're like, oh well, we got we got the guy. You know, it's so weird because this game, these kids are stupid. These the kids that we're playing as are idiots. They really are thick. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah, not and, just the kids. Oh yeah, that's I, true. I think that is kind of where I was starting to get a little bit annoyed with these like capers and hijinks because <laughs> I was just like, this is just really stupid, and I'm just annoyed that I have to sit here pressing this button to progress this dialogue because this is just dumb. 
<laughs> basically. But yeah, the, the, so they, they catch the paparazzi immediately. I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, this is obviously not the killer. But everybody's yeah, but like, yeah, it's job well done. It's not the bloody killer from the very beginning, which is why I got really annoyed. Because like, not only have I got to sit here and go through this nonsense, like we all know this is just... Like it's not even like a red herring because it's so obviously, yeah. it it's just obviously not anything to do with anything. So I just got really pissed off with that whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love Adachi. Like, I think he might actually be the only character in this game that I like, but it's still really annoying. <laughs> I like uh, I like Doji Mug a lot. Yeah, he's uh, he's cool too. Especially after you start talking to him and and work yeah. on his. Uh... On his social link, you get to you get yeah, no, kind of deep I, into it. I agree. I, I've been from when we discussed this last for the last episode, and you you'd kind of raised that point. I made an effort over the last kind of week and a bit to 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 pursue that social link a bit more, and I kind of think actually that's kind of an actual interesting conversation that I look forward to having. As Have you guys to- maxed out any of them yet? Uh, I maxed out the the strength one with the uh, the soccer team. Yeah, I don't know if I have. Maybe? I'd have to check. I have quite a few on the go, so... Yeah, me and Yosuke are pretty tight. Um, yeah, we went to the movies a whole bunch. Yeah, um... Am I, I skipping ahead? I don't know. No, 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 that's, that's fine. Uh, the, the, I, I have a feeling... Some of this comes off as cheesy, but when it comes to actually working on those social links... It feels a little bit more genuine that way. Uh, going into, you know, if you just played the story and didn't work on social links and actually read those, um, you would think, God, this is kind of hokey. Um, but actually getting into the nitty gritty with some of these social links, like it, it feels kind of genuine. It, like they, these are like real problems. I don't I- like how they hide it behind doing the social link stuff. Um, well, it's I, sort of I like agree. the mass, mass Effect strategy, right? You don't have to do the loyalty missions. Yeah, that's true. I, I agree but to an do, extent. That's the best part. I think, I think Dejima is an interesting character, and I think that ho- I, I like actually the dynamic at the home between Dejima and Nanako, and obviously the protagonist, and the whole kind of. The, the tricky relationship obviously is the single parent and he's often out of the house and she struggles with kind of understanding things at times and and obviously you as a newcomer have to find your own place i i think that dynamic is really interesting um a lot of the rest of it i find less sincere if i'm being brutally honest okay well, and also what you, give me an example of one um a lot of the stuff at the school like i i, I can't the only other character i really do kind of have time for is Yosuke because I think he's a bit more developed in terms of he has the pressure of being the son of the kind of person who owns Juness and people kind of rag on him a lot and he kind of tries to brush it off but as you get to know him a bit better you kind of realize it it does affect him um the sports thing was weird because you go through this whole thing where the guy when he wants to play basketball and his family doesn't want to and then all of a sudden he decides he doesn't want to play basketball because they let him play basketball after all and I don't I didn't I just didn't buy too much of it I don't really find too many of the characters that interesting Mm. 
I have to be honest. But I'm wondering if that's because it's the school dynamic thing and the fact that I get really annoyed when, oh, Chie walks up to you and says, are you busy after school? You better go and spend some time with her. And then you get to the end of the day and before you know it, you don't actually, you, you, you've got to go and do it, if that makes sense. Like you agreed to spend time with so-and-so, so off you go. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, I feel like now that I have all these links on the go, it becomes more of um, an obligation like, that I kind of need to do. Going I through the motions to, kind of thing? Yeah, and I need to do it because I know I need social links because I need them for the personas because I need the personas in battle. So kind of that is the, the reason that I do it for more than an actual genuine interest okay. in the characters to a degree. I, like I said, the, the, the domestic dynamic, I actually quite, I'm, I'm enjoying, well, not enjoying cause it's kind of depressing, but <laughs> it, I mean, it is really sad, isn't it? But yeah. I, yeah. that is really interesting to me just because all three of the people who live in that house are so different and they all have their own kind of, issues and stuff and i think it's just they've all got to kind of find a way to to work together and be a family together and no one kind of really knows how how to do that it seems to me and i find that really interesting yeah i think it's one of the better written relationships in the game um you know like there's a part where um you're sitting there with nanako and she's asking you a bunch of questions and I didn't know how to fucking answer him. You know, I was like, yeah. I, you know, this is like, all right, yeah. what happens when you die? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't it's, know. <laughs> it's one of the few kind of conversations where I find like it's not kind of leading you towards an obviously like sincere or like usually the answers you get to choose are like a sincere response or like taking the piss out of someone. Mm-hmm. And I feel like usually the answers with, with Nanako and, and Tajima are a lot more gray and you're never quite sure like you think you're picking one that sounds right. I always find myself kind of weighing up with, oh, do I tell her the truth? Do I tell her what I think a child would need to hear? Or do I kind of gloss over it because maybe we shouldn't be having this conversation, you know? And I think, I think a lot more about my responses in that dynamic than I do. I, I think the tone's just a bit different there and a bit more serious. And I, I, I really find that a bit more interesting. Right. Yeah, I find an interesting part with those conversations is that you could almost cynically write it off as saying it probably in no way matters what answer I pick. But I I feel like that that's a like you're saying I, I, it's an area where I care enough about the characters that I actually care on the way that I would respond to that character. Yeah. More I, I so mean, I... than just saying. What effect is this going to have on the game? Yeah, yeah. I, I will put myself in the shoes of the protagonist in those conversations and think, and I will think, right, if it were me, what would I tell? I don't know how old Nanako is supposed to be, but pretty young. You know, what is the appropriate thing to say? Or, you know, and it, it kind of just makes me think a little bit more as a real person. So, mm-hmm. uh, that's, you know, it's. It's it's a different interpretation, I guess, depending on you know how you're looking at the game, and yeah. and depending on the characters too. Because I mean, there's certain characters I don't care. Like, I don't care about GA at Me all. Either. At all. Uh, I'm sure she. I'm has... essentially done with Yukiko's. 
Hers is dumb. Hers. Well, see, hers is interesting in, to my mind, not because it's good, but I do think it is sincere. I just don't. It, it's just not very deep, and and then and then it ends. But the the issue, if you can relate to it, I think is uh you know is a is a weighty issue. It's you talking about the one like where she she doesn't know what she wants to do. She wants to take over the family business or get the fuck out. Yeah, finding yourself. What what else do you do in high school other than find yourself and try and figure out what you want to do with your life? Oh, that, that's what she's dealing with. I, I missed the mark in high school apparently. Because <laughs> I was like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> I I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, maybe I, it it rings true because my parents have a family business and they kept saying, "Oh, are you going to come home and take this over?" And I kept saying, "Uh, no." So, I I, I understand. I mean, I. I I feel like that's an issue that I, I had to deal with. So even though she's not, you know, it's not a similar, not necessarily a similar situation, and uh, it's not terribly in depth in her emotional response to the situation. Uh, it it can be a big decision. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of gaming it at the same time. So like, I'm not doing chias because well, she's not in my party anymore. <laughs> and I'm just not going to care. You've been blacklisted, yeah. yeah. And so I don't know. It's it's interesting because, but then there's certain ones that always level up. So like when you get somebody new on the investigation team, the fool arcana always levels up. You know, I don't think you can actually hang out with Teddy. So it's going to level up at certain increments and stuff like that. So same way with Kanji. Kanji doesn't even have one. You don't hang out with people younger than you, apparently. Yeah, I went to the movies with Kanji. Well, you hang out with Nanako. She's younger. That's true. Yeah. Well, she's like, you know... Six. You know, she's, like, she's like my, my little sister. Kanji looks like an old man, though. <laughs> yeah, why, why do does. Kanji and the main character have gray hair? He looks... It's like anime, man. Come on. Just isn't right. <laughs> no, we're talking about... We're talking about. A there are a lot of things in this game that just aren't right. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's a TV world, and we can summon beings into existence with using our personalities. Oh, and there's a walking around animatronic teddy bear that talks to us, who then later on, which we're not going to get into, does something else. <laughs> yeah. It's it's messed up. I mean, it's anime, you know. Some things you just kind of have to write off. Um, but yeah, I can write okay. those off more easily than I can write yeah. off the gray hair. Why, why does yeah. my character oh, have no, gray hair? Yeah, it's because I can accept that because that's like the crazy narrative world. But I can't accept Kanji being like a year younger than the other characters in the. I was about to say the show, but the game. It it just looks like the creepy sort of twenty eight year old who can't let go of high school. Or something. <laughs> You know, and he's like hanging around outside the gates, like giving cigarettes to the. Uh, you just know. Yeah. Still getting invited to the parties. Yeah. I got a motorcycle. Yeah, I'll bring the beer. Yeah. I don't even get carded anymore. <laughs> That's, oh, jeez. That's horrible. <laughs> uh. <laughs> But yeah, um, truth be told, it doesn't help that that Troy Baker is voicing him, 
because he always sounds old, you know. Um, but yeah, so uh, back to uh, Rise. Um, all right, after the paparazzi stuff, um, she goes missing, and we have to find her. Oh no, Chucka! The paparazzi guy wasn't really the killer, and we were all sitting <laughs> back relaxing, thinking we had you know finished the job. Completed the game. Yeah, I mean it was it was so dumb because it was so sincere. Because I was like, like she was like, it's really over. Oh man, and I'm like, <laughs> stop it with this nonsense. The fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> I was like, please, you know, I, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, she goes missing, and I have to mention because there's there's every time somebody goes missing or gets put into the TV world, we have to not only enter the TV and rescue them. We have to first gather information oh on them. Oh my fucking god. This just did my head in as well. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. I'd forgotten about it until you just brought it up. This one was annoying as shit. Kanji's wasn't that bad, and the one after this one wasn't that bad, because it basically just told you when you yeah, talked to Yeah, it told you exactly somebody. where to go. Yeah. says did not. And I can't oh. even remember what you had to do, but I remember like, where the fuck do I go? And I said, okay, Internet, tell me where the yeah, fuck. Yeah, I, go- I googled it after about like yeah. two or three days because I was just like, "Fuck this!" Yeah. I-, I thought I'd literally spoken to every single fucker standing on the pavement <laughs> in every single area of the game, but apparently, I had not. Yeah. But yeah. So annoying. But um, after we find out where she is or or information on her, we then go into the TV world and have Teddy find her uh and she is in this area um it's it's a strip joint that's that's about that's that's it yep um full of moaning Mm -hmm. yeah moaning moaning and 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 her it's obviously her voice actor saying something it sounds like she's saying sorry or something like that it's it's weird it's like somebody whispering in your ear it's fucking weird um, and this, th- there's always been kind of like a rhyme or reason to each dungeon and this dungeon and the next one, it seems like they're overextended because I've always been able to kind of like, Oh, there's the stairs. And then I'd be like, all right, well, I want to sp- explore a little bit in this dungeon. No, I'm going to explore every inch of this and then finally find the stairs. I'm so really yeah. come on. I had that more with the next one than this one. Yeah. But yeah, it definitely the sum floors were just kinda like uh, uh, where is the door? So um but yeah, so we're getting this whole vibe of she's wanting to be risque and more sexualized and wants to bear it all for everybody. On television. And I'm like, okay. This girl's 15 years old. We need to stop. <laughs> yeah, and does she though? Because I, I. Correct, right. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like, she was established as a character who was kind of a superstar with idol status, right? Hmm? Is that correct? Like, as a TV personality. So, in a way the very fact that she's kind of reached that status as a 14, 15-year-old or whatever 
obviously she's already been kind of marketed that way and sexualized that way anyway, right? Because I'm assuming that is her real life persona. Yeah, she it, it's her like her TV persona, I yeah. guess. So what she feels like that's not enough is that was that the message of I don't know what was going through her mind. See, I kind of thought it was I wanted to think that that was what she didn't really want, and that was sort of just what mm. was thrust forced. on her. Yeah, forced yeah. on her. But so, then I was like, "Does that?" I don't think that really makes sense with the way the personas have been used. So if that is, if there is a part of her that wants that, then my thinking was, "All right, that's the minority part, but it's still a part." But it's or, so. Sorry, or, Matt. Go ahead. I'm not. I was just going to say, or maybe it's not so much about. Maybe the the sexualization is just it being exaggerated. It was really just a desire to grow up a bit because maybe, you know, maybe she's at 15. She's been too young to do things. I don't know. Yeah, it's like I have it. It's really problematic either way, I think. Considering the, the context of the game and the age of the character and what we already know about her in kind of air quote real life. Mm hmm. I don't know. And following on the heels of, you know, the whole kanji controversy as well, it just kind of... It's just a very strange way that the game deals with kind of sexual identity, I think, <laughs> be the way I would sum it up. And by strange, I mean offensive. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, like I said, it's, it's a different culture. Yeah, no... Yeah, I, I don't even. I, maybe I don't know. I mean, I am a total noob when it comes to anime, so perhaps you know, I am not versed enough in the genre to to really kind of comment and be fully informed. But based on kind of at least this game, I don't know. It just feels inappropriate. Not in a kind of parental guidance kind of inappropriate, but I just think. Like an intent yeah. message. Yeah, exactly. And I, I have to wonder what, what is the, what was the purpose of writing it this particular way? And well, I, I think Drew's right though that this is not abnormal for this. It's, yeah, yeah, this is part. part I was, I was going to say I'm, I'm well versed in the animes, and yeah. <clears throat> um, I have played a lot of video games. That uh, kind of touch on this a little bit in, in in nonchalant ways, you know. I mean, I've played like the Hyper Dimension Neptunia games and the Mugen Souls and the I think uh, they're called Lolly games, where it has very young women in them that are sexualized and talk yeah. about, and talk about sexual things, and it, it's very strange. Um, concept, uh, especially for yeah. uh, it, it's usually gratuitous. Also. Yeah, it, especially yeah. Like for a for a westernized audience, it it does not fit for us. It's one of the yeah, and I don't even think. I mean, as I said, I don't, I've read a bit more about it in popular culture because I think new laws are being passed to go like in a total tangent about kind of underage images of pornography in anime now in Japan. Perhaps correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that may be the case. So I don't know whether some of the stuff you're referring to, Drew, whether any of these series 
kind of take this kind of aspect of anime and the way in which they kind of address it is to critique it or not i don't know but for this game i don't feel like there's any kind of subversive kind of critique of these images i feel like it's just just there yeah Yeah. you know and that's the problem i have of it if there was a wider message there of saying you know like because for example this would be a prime opportunity i guess to kind of say that this is a problem of these images in our, it would be kind of a wider meta comment, I guess, to say, let's take the character of Rise, let's put her in this TV world, let's kind of hypersexualize her in a way that kind of you see across anime and say, you know, why do we do this? Like, what effect does this have on young women and teenagers? Can this be damaging? That would be really interesting, but I don't think it does that at all. Yeah. I, th- I think at the same time, and this is just my observation. Uh, and this is just my personal opinion. I don't think the the audience that is both playing those type of games and watching that type of anime are women. <coughs> I, I like, I'm not doing it in a slight in any way. Oh no! I'm I'm just that, saying that those are targeted toward men. And, I, I agree. And young young boys or not young boys, but young men watch I, that I, stuff. I 100 agree with you, and I wouldn't I wouldn't I I didn't think I wouldn't think otherwise, but I still think. Like for me as a consumer and someone who plays these texts, who is a woman who plays games, I feel obliged to kind of speak up and say, yeah, but I have a problem with that. Whether or not it's intended for men or not, I still think it's really offensive and problematic. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I would be curious to know what Rize's storyline looks like as you progress her social links. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm a wild guess here. They don't go into the kind of depth that, would yeah. sort of justify it. But That's my feeling. L- literally well. anything would put it above 95% of animes. Yeah. That, that would be my point. Just give me give me something to to make me think this is here for a deeper reason in these social links and it's something to do with this character and her position as a kind of teen in this kind of culture and world and well, all you would really it- need is her to reflect on it, right? And yeah, it, that is, it, it, exactly. this sucks. My life sucks because of this. Yeah, and then you can have like we can sit and have a conversation about it like this. But um, like you, I I haven't seen it yet, and I have a feeling that the not game's going not to. gonna gonna yeah. go there. And that's the point where I'm kind of like, yeah, I I have an issue with that. Funny yeah. enough, they keep bringing up Kanji, and hey, remember when you said that you thought you might be <laughs> gay? They bring that yeah. up like five times. I'll I'll be that will be my rant for the next episode. Okay, because I mean, <laughs> I'll it, save I'll save that one. It happens multiple times. Oh, it's like we're like, well, yeah. you like that, right? Kanji's like, dude, I already told you I didn't like that stuff. It's like, well, we went through an entire dungeon about you wanting to, you know, bathe with guys and shit. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just like, really? I mean, I'm getting so angry how that whole dungeon quest has turned into we've saved you from being gay, you know, like. <laughs> Oh, jeez. But yeah, um, so uh, we make it through the – what's it called? It's something striptease, and I can't remember. It's that. like the Markuyu or Maryuku? Yeah, I don't know what that means, but um, obviously it means something. But um, it? we go through the, the, through the strip club, and uh, we reach uh, Rize, and um, we have to fight her shadow. Because obviously she says that you're not me. 
Um, and so, uh, we go into this boss fight. Um, I, <laughs> so I know, I remember a lot about this game and there's a lot I don't remember about it. Um, and I remember this fight in particular, I was saying, ah, man, I ain't got to worry about this. So I, I didn't, I didn't actually try at this boss fight because I knew what was coming up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, so yeah, this fight is actually not that difficult. Uh, we eventually get her about halfway down in health and she starts shielding herself from all of our attacks. We can't do anything to her. Uh, at which point after three turns, I think the, the fight ends. Um, and we get a cutscene where Teddy actually comes in and, uh, stops the shadow itself because the shadow is going to end up killing everybody. And Teddy came in and, um, destroyed the shadow, uh, using his own shadow. And, uh, and now his, his shadow is, uh, starting to rise up against us and we have to fight it. Um, and Teddy's shadow is all about asking questions. You know, Teddy's kind of like this character who is kind of happy go lucky. He never asks questions. He never really, um, he never really doubts that much. Um, he's very trusting, uh, and he kind of just goes with the flow, but deep down inside, he is insecure. He asks questions because he doesn't know. He's very inquisitive. He doesn't, he knows, it seems like he knows more than what he lets on, or at least he assumes more than what he lets on. Um, and he kind of has like this darker side to him that he doesn't like to show people. And that's kind of what manifests. Um, in Shadow Teddy. So we have to fight Shadow Teddy. This fight's no joke. I had, I had a couple issues with this. I had to go back and grind for this one. Mm. Um, because I basically went through the dungeon one time and said, okay, let's try, let's try doing this and got the crab beat out of me by Shadow Teddy and then went back and grinded the, the beginning levels again. And then had enough to where I could take it on. At the same time, I did fuse a unicorn, which uh, has uh, it absorbs um, ice attacks, which is one of his favorites. And uh, so my main character wouldn't get killed. Mm. Yeah, I think I'd grinded the other dungeons. I'd kind of I'd run the bathhouse again, mm-hmm. and. I, I was all right with this fight, but it was a long one. Yeah, tedious. Uh, yeah, it really, yeah. really ran me really low. It took me a really long time, and I was kind of thinking, shit, I'm going to be really pissed off if I die now because I've sat here for ages. That's always <laughs> fun, him, right? I've got him all the way down, and it was kind of like one of those, you kind of get to towards the end, and you're thinking, right, do I heal or do I go for the kill? And if I don't kill him, is he going to kill me? Mm-hmm. He probably is. Can I even last if I... So, yeah, it got to that kind of point. But I toughed toughed it out. It was... I don't know if I mentioned it last episode, but I'll mention it here again if I did. Um, It was actually the Kanji... It was either the Kanji or the Yukiko fight. I can't remember. Where I had all of my characters die except for my character. (laughs) And when that happens, your character is the only person who gets experience points. Oh, it's that so wrong. It's pisses wrong. me the fuck off because I'm like, this fight was for nothing then. 
Because, you know, in most RPGs, besides Blue Dragon, when you fight a boss, that's where you're going to get the most experience points, right? That's where you're going to level up the most, right? Well, no. no not if all you your characters die. You've got to run around chasing those golden hands. Yeah, that's 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 one of the great things about this game is there is pretty much an easy way to level up in this game. Uh, except when the little bastards run away. Those yeah, are- I don't find that to be an easy way to level up because I spend all this time fighting them and then all of them or two out of three of them run away right before I kill them. I, I got so lucky just before the next dungeon and I had three pop-up and I managed to get them all down. And then, like, all down with criticals at, at once, just pure lucky rolls, I guess. Took them all out, and then the shuffle thing came up, and it had an extra XP card in it. So I got something, like, I got a huge amount of XP from that. Uh-huh. And that really set me up, like, three or four levels just in one swoop. So that was good. But usually, they're a real pain in the ass because they I, run away. <laughs> I have a makeshift persona. So... I have a persona that has a really high luck stat. And when you have a high luck stat, you have the possibility of hitting critical hits. Um, so anytime I see one of those golden hands, I um, change to that persona. I start the fight, get the advantage. I then, <coughs> I then cast a defense down on the, uh, on the hand. And then I hit auto attack. I do the auto the rush. Yeah. Um, and with that persona equipped, since the, the luck stat is so high, I would say at least half the time, my main character will get a critical hit, knock them down. And I do an all out attack and they're dead. Nice. Good um, idea. so it's, it, it, I, and I, I did that on purpose because, you know, you get cards where you can kind of raise the stat of one of your stats on your persona. And anytime I ran into a luck card, I automatically chose that and just and just randomly chose, okay, this persona is going to have a really high luck. And that's what I do. <laughs> I have, that's I've, a good idea. Yeah, I've strategized this way too much than I probably should have. I hate them when they sum things as well because then um, they're just annoying. Yeah, they, they can be very annoying. I mean, I get really happy when I manage to kill <laughs> like a couple of them in one fight. Because yeah. I'm thinking, yes, this has saved me like a good 40 minutes of grinding. But then when you kind of almost beat them and they run away, that's the worst. Oh, yeah. Always fun there. But, uh, yeah, we beat um, – I came back and finally beat Shadow Teddy. Um, and um, Shadow Teddy – or not Shadow Teddy, but Teddy himself, he becomes um, – kind of determined he's like yeah i'm gonna help you guys we're gonna beat this we're gonna find out who this is and he's he's wanting to work out and and uh he's he's all really determined so instead of us having to um save anybody or or as far as uh saving somebody and having to wait for them to recover we're actually waiting for teddy to be ready or whatever um, and uh, with uh, Risa, she actually doesn't become a party member. She becomes our advisor, what Teddy was doing to begin with. Um, she is now our support. She's the one who's telling us, you know, what these um, shadows are weak to, uh, what they are resistant to. Um, and she has some pretty cool perks when it comes to whenever she we level her up a little bit. Um and uh, she can also help out during all-out attacks. She can cheer us on, and we do more damage. So, uh, and Teddy, 
will become a full-fledged party member that we can add to the party. Um, do you have any intent of using him? No. I think I've already set my party. See, I've uh, I can talk about this a bit more in the next episode, but yeah, I I kind of I did use him a little bit. Mm-hmm. So now I'm kind of I'm at a point where I'm I have to sit. No, I'm not. I kind of I have decisions to make now from where I am now for the rest of the game. Right. Which I will, we can talk about in the next episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. There's some. Maybe you guys can give me some advice. <laughs> uh, some shit goes down with Teddy in the next episode. <laughs> oh. I, I can't even like this. I can't even. I don't know. Anybody who hasn't got there yet or hasn't doesn't know what happens, I can't even explain it. But yeah. You're gonna have to. <laughs> well, we will in the next episode. Um but yeah, I, we do have an email I do want to read off. Um this email comes in from Jamie. Uh we actually got it um the day the episode our last episode went live. Um and she says, uh, okay, after hearing you read my email last week, I think I sounded like I didn't like the game. I'm not sure if that's true or not, which is a <laughs> weird thing to say, I know, but I'm having a hard time wanting to play this, wanting to play this game. But when I do make myself play, I do enjoy little parts of it. I just really hate how long everything takes. I'm going to fast track my outside time through, though after the dungeon I'm on. Through after the dungeon I'm on. Uh, see if that works. In the beginning, I was feeling things out, figuring out uh, where to meet for clubs, etc. Um, maybe since I know how to trigger things, it will go faster. I mean, even though I do like making social links and gaining points with them, I just find it takes forever. Uh, I really do like my friends, though. I love Chie and Yosuke. They're my buds. And uh, that's a kind of what I was mentioning in the last email about the banter during battles. When Yosuke heals Chie, she will often say thanks or thanks a million, and that makes them feel real to me. When Yosuke says, I'm counting on you, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> After hearing you uh, guys say Chie was annoying, I was genuinely affronted. <laughs> which might be. Sorry. <laughs> Which might be a real indication of how I feel about the game, since I feel a connection with the characters. So I YouTubed her voice difference, and I have to say I disagree with Matt. I think the original voice suited her better, and I can see how you might have find, find her annoying if you're playing Golden. Um, so you are forgiven for insulting my friend. Ted- <laughs> <laughs> Teddy isn't really all that different, though. Uh, speaking of differences in Golden, Sophie and I discovered a difference in Shuffle after yeah. Battle. Uh, seems the original, there are fewer cards you can get. Yeah, all these whole like stat boosts and stuff like that don't exist, I don't think. Uh, I only got the option of Persona, Blank, or Penalty, uh, though Sophie mentioned that there were others in Golden that you could refill your hit points and special points as well. It would be fantastic to have that option because more often than not, I end up leaving the dungeon to refill my SP since there aren't many potions to fill it. Um, Or if uh, they do, they only offer about 10 SP, but I'm playing on beginner, so I won't complain much. 
Also, I've left my characters to do their own thing, and mostly they seem to make the right decisions. I keep Yosuke on healer mode, and that seems to work pretty well, but again, I'm on beginner, which probably makes a difference. I can't comment on the story because I've been losing the battle to get myself to play, so I'm only just done the bathhouse. I had pretty much the same reaction as Sophie, and I did find that storyline a bit offensive at times. Anyways, I'm going to push through and keep going because there is still a mystery and I do want to find out what's happening. I just wish I didn't have to do, didn't have to do a month of everyday life to get there. I live through everyday life already. So when I play a game, I want to do something different, not make lunch or make small talk. Uh, <laughs> says, uh, maybe that's the introvert in me. How dare you offer me regular social interactions when I already have done a day in the real life? Hanging in there, Jamie. Hmm. So, yeah, um, there are a lot of, like, uh, I guess, ease, eases to uh, the golden version. Um, you know, as far as talking about, like, uh, it, it's just small, like, uh, easier uses. Like the, like the whole sweet bonus thing and then getting to pick other things. It kind of helps with the progression of the game, especially if you're playing on a harder difficulty. So do you think those actually make it easier or do you think they balanced it to make other things harder in, to compensate? Well, see, I don't know if they made the game harder. I I certainly find it like I would be really annoyed if I couldn't refill my hit points and stuff. Usually if I get a good one of those, I pick it. Yeah, because it stops me leaving the dungeon. Because, like, I agree with Jamie. Like, the kind of little items you get that can refill SP and hate—they're crap. Like, yeah, most of them. You know, you yeah. I mean, you can obviously heal yourself by using like whoever in your party has that skill. But then there's there's nothing really that refills really massively. At least, yeah, it, in my experience, refills SP. What's funny is that in Persona 3, um, which we've mentioned a couple of times, uh, when you go into the dungeon, the dungeon is basically like this gigantic tower that you're climbing. Um, and you just keep going floor to floor to floor. And um, it happens when you go into the dungeon, it happens during what they call the, the midnight hour or the dark hour, the dark hour. Um, and it happens in between midnight and 1 a.m. And there's there was this whole dynamic at the beginning. Well, isn't of the it game. between midnight and and twelve oh one? Is that what it is? Is is midnight and twelve oh one? Yeah, it's like an it's a twenty fifth hour. It's yeah. not actually twelve to one. It's twelve to twelve. Right. Um, and so um, it, it it plays off this whole thing of there there was this dynamic at the beginning of the game. It didn't actually affect much at the toward the end of the game. Um, where your characters would just be like, dude, I'm getting tired. I'm, I'm sleepy. And it would give them like stat debuffs and stuff like that in battle. And eventually they would like just, they, they'd fall asleep. So, yeah, I often, I often wonder if I'm supposed to take them serious in this game when they say, oh, don't push yourself. <laughs> I'm like, does that, does that mean I'm supposed to leave? Yeah. Like, are, you, are you gently uh, telling me that. to go home for the night? Yeah. I, I ignore that or just heal. Yeah, but yeah, I, I usually do. 
and, and but originally in the game in in Persona Three, they would the, the game would force you to leave the dungeon uh, because you would eventually like your party members would be like, "Man, I'm tired. I'm, I'm I gotta go," and they would leave your party to go home, <laughs> and it would just be you there. <laughs> like these dudes, man. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they they kind of changed that obviously, and I have a feeling I have a feeling there's going to be an even different dynamic in Persona Five. So it seems like kind of like how Final Fantasy they they change everything up. I think they're going to change everything up again. I in wish Persona I was 5. playing Final Fantasy instead of Persona Four. Mm. <laughs> yeah, like you don't understand no, how how did I feel when you say that? Um, only, no, it's not that bad. I I just well. I absolutely love this series. It, I, I, I always think, have. I really think it's like, and I obviously I'm still going to keep playing because you know I made a commitment to you guys, and I'm not just going to be like, hey, I'm tired and I'm done. I'm 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 leaving this podcast. And but um, I, I think it's one of these like what we would in the UK refer to as a Marmite game. Do you guys have oh Marmite? Oh my god, I'm so excited that you mentioned that. <laughs> I picked up Marmite in my trip to the UK last week. Mm-hmm. I have right. no idea what it tastes like. I don't know what it is. Have you, you I haven't got, tried it yet? No, I haven't tried it yet, but I have a couple little single serve packs. I really am nervous to try it. Okay, because it's kind of like it's it's a spread, basically, Drew. I don't know if you know what Marmite is. but uh, I, I've, I've heard of yeah. it, yeah. You put it on toast, and basically you either love it or you hate it. Okay. Or not hate it, but you, there is no one who is kind of like, nah, I can take it or leave it, you know? Right. And I'm wondering if Persona is perhaps a Marmite game. It could very well be. Let me ask you this question. After putting close to 30 hours into Persona 4, do you have any interest whatsoever in Persona 5? I don't know anything about Persona 5. Mm-hmm. Um, because, as I said, um, I had no experience with Persona at all before doing this. I think it will depend on how I feel about Persona 4 when we're finished and what my understanding of what Persona 5 is going to be about. Okay. Um, but no, it's not kind of like a write-off kind of thing. And like some of my criticism is tongue-in-cheek, but some of it would be if if I wasn't kind of doing this podcast with you guys, like I would not be playing the game as much, put it that way. Okay. Um, I think maybe I just had too much persona in a short space of time, and I'm kind of like, oh, this is driving me insane. But yeah, I don't, I, I don't hate persona. I don't mean it that way. I just, um, I kind of really did want to like it because I heard so many, you know, like people I know they love it, right? Like you guys really like it, and you kind of have great memories of it. So I kind of was like, oh, you know, maybe I will really dig this game because I love games, and you know, we enjoy similar games and stuff so maybe it's just because i'm a little bit sad that i'm not kind of i haven't fallen for it yet you know yeah well uh, it may not happen i don't know like you said it may very well be a more my game but then you don't like uncharted and i don't yeah. hold that against you yeah well i true. do i do hold it against you to be honest <laughs> so does everybody else on the internet so don't worry i'm just teasing yeah i uh but, but yeah. that's why we have different games and people have different opinions, isn't it? So. Exactly. So tell me, what does Marmite taste like? Oh, yes, please tell me. No, I can't ruin the supply. But you must have it before we record the next episode. And then, you know. Well, just we squeeze can... some in your mouth now, Matt, and do it live. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> that's not the best way to it. Toast. You have to put it on toast. 
So is it likely that anybody who's never had it is going to like it? I mean, I feel like my odds, you yeah. say you're going to love it or hate it, but you have no, a 1% think... chance of liking it. No, I think I think it's a 50-50. It's a coin toss. You know? Do you like it? Yes. Okay. All right. I have no idea. Like, it wasn't made out of. I'm going to send you um, yeast. Like, yeah, yeast. I'll send you some. Uh, I don't know. Well, if you don't like it, you don't, I won't. I won't know is if it, you eat is it, it or not. <laughs> you know, I won't be offended. Is it considered sweet? No. no. I hear it tastes like soy sauce and yeah, meat. It's it's kind of bitter ish. Uh, it's hard to. It's it really is hard to describe. It's like a. It, I like weird stuff, though. You know, like, I mean, I, I know a lot of people hate salt and vinegar chips, and I love salt and vinegar chips. Uh, who, who hates salt and vinegar? They're like a diet staple over here. Mm. They're like my favorite. I, I love salt and vinegar chips. Um, who doesn't? I don't know. It's it's weird. I like, I'll, I, I've ate some weird shit in my day. I'm going to send the you weirdest th- What's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? <laughs> well, have you ever had chitlins? What? No. Do you know what they are? No. Uh, I have heard. Is it pork intestine? Yes. It's pig intestines. Yeah. I've, mm, no, I've not had that. They're hardcore. Um, <laughs> uh, I would probably eat that, to be honest. I mean, I, like it's, it's one of those things. Like people, people have a hard time, and me, me personally. Yeah, we're getting into the food podcast here, but that's okay. Um, once a year, I will say, I want some chicken livers. I will eat the chicken livers, and then for a whole another year, I will never eat chicken livers. And I'll be like, and eh, I want some chicken livers. It's weird because it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, eh, I'll Your body some... just needs that to survive yeah, yeah. for months. Yeah, it's like hibernating afterwards. Yeah, because I'll, I'll, I'll eat chicken livers. One day, I'll just be like, man, I want some chicken livers. I eat some chicken livers. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's enough. Um, I'll, I'll see you in a year. You know, and um, it, it's it's weird like that. Uh, but yeah, I've I've had that before. I mean, I just went to a wild game dinner, um, where they had like quote unquote exotic foods. Like they had gator there, and they had mm. they had rattles. Like gator. They had rattlesnake. Oh, I hate snakes. I'm scared of snakes. Well, this was cooked, and and you couldn't tell it was a snake. We can't talk about it anymore because I'll get freaked out. Um, they also had uh, pheasant, hmm. and uh, they, you know, the, just stuff that that like a hunter would get. Um, I haven't really eaten very many weird foods. I've had squid. I've had. Squid I like too. squid. Yeah, yeah. I had but, yeah, some. No. What was it some black and white pudding? That was no. weird. Did you have um, more in concept than in taste? But did you have fish and chips while you were here, Matt? Did I have what? Fish and chips, fish and Proper chips, British fish and chips. Uh, I did the first time. This time I was only there three nights. I was really, uh, I was really focused on curry. Yeah, because I really like, wanted some Indian that's, food. That's the British national dish. Is like a curry. Like Britain's favorite food is a curry. Ironically, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of like America's favorite food, Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. I like curry. Can't be a curry. Not a big curry person. At all. But there. There we go. See, isn't this more interesting than 
going to the cinema with Yosuke and I guess I don't know I'm excited to find out what Matt thinks of Marmite in the next episode yeah I'm nervous cool does the type of bread matter because I have some like focaccia bread should I just go plain old white bread yep plain old white bread in the toaster Uh, that means I really have to taste the Marmite yeah. There's no like, there's no dabbing a tiny bit on and you, overcoming the flavor by a lot of bread. No. What well, well, I would just if you really want to be cautious, just toast a bit of bread, put a bit of marmite, spread it thin, you know? Cuz it's don't really it, it's really like thick and kind of sticky, so it's kind of hard to spread anyway. So just spread it thin and then you know, less is more. Just look at it like it's Nutella. Yeah, yeah, that's delicious. <laughs> yeah, it's like the yeah, same color. It's like it's really sauce. nice. I don't know why you're worried. Have mm. at it, Matt. We'll uh, we'll talk about it uh, on the next episode. But um, we're gonna. I'll bring you one if I see you on the fourth. Oh god! Because all I did was pick up. <laughs> they're basically the size of like restaurant butter packets. Yeah, it's just you know, it's, it's just enough for a piece of toast. Uh huh. Did you steal I... them from a restaurant? Uh yeah, from a hotel. <laughs> but it wasn't really stealing. I mean, did breakfast you declare included, them as, right? through customs, or have you just taken like contraband I did, I did, across uh, the border? I, I, I plead the fifth. <laughs> we don't have that here. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway. But yeah, um, I'm gonna uh, end it there. If you'd like to send me an email, it's drew at ztgd.com. Uh, you can suggest games to us, talk about Persona 4 with us. Um, Matt and I are going to need to have to sit down and actually talk about what our next game is going to be. Um, it may be folklore. I don't know. Um, we'll see how we feel after we finish Persona 4. Um, you can also tweet to us. I am at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS and Sophie is at SM Holiday. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Post all the episodes there. Also, check out Thunder in a Paradise. Episode number three went live today. Um, I put a little bit more production value into that one. I gave like kind of like a um, a previously on recording and uh, had some more music in it. Uh, and uh, I think we had some pretty good little interactions in that episode. Um, and I got into like a whole bunch of voices that were horrible. So, uh, definitely check that out. Um, other than that, I think that's it. Not going to be much of a, of a time difference between this episode and the next episode as far as when we're recording it, because we're recording this on Thursday and the next episode will be recorded on Saturday. So unfortunately we may not be able to get your emails by then. Uh, but that'll be okay. We'll read them on the next one. Because there will most certainly be more episodes of Persona 4. Uh, but that's it for us. I do appreciate everybody listening. I hope you guys have a great week. And until next time, who is going to go first, I wonder? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it to you you guys. I'm Sophie. <laughs> I'm Drew. Oh, you fucked me up. <laughs> you got me anyway. All right. Well, this is going to be a tradition until we finish this. And that's it for us. I hope you guys have a great week. And uh, we will be back next week with more Persona 4. Bye.